Chapter One of More New Arabian Nights The Dynamiter by Robert Louis Stevenson and Fanny Van de Grift Stevenson. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to find out how you can volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Don W. Jenkins. More New Arabian Nights the dynamiter by robert louis stevenson and fanny von de grift stevenson chapter one the prologue of the cigar divan author's note to monsieurs cole and cox police officers gentlemen in the volume now in your hands the authors have touched upon that ugly devil of crime with which it is your glory to have contended it were a waste of ink to do so in a serious spirit let us dedicate our horror to acts of a more mingled strain where crime preserves some features of nobility and where reason and humanity can still relish the temptation horror in this case is due to mr parnell he sits before posterity silent mr forster's appeal echoing down the ages horror is due to ourselves in that we have so long coquetted with political crime not seriously weighing not acutely following it from cause to consequence but with a generous unfounded heat of sentiment like the schoolboy with the penny tail applauding what was specious when it touched ourselves truly in a vile shape we proved faults to the imaginations discovered in a clap that crime was no less cruel and no less ugly under sounding names and recoiled from our false deities but seriousness comes most in place when we are to speak of our defenders whoever be in the right in this great and confused war of politics whatever elements of greed whatever traits of the bully dishonor both parties in this inhuman contest your side your part is at least pure of doubt yours is the side of the child of the breeding woman of individual pity and public trust if our society were the mere kingdom of the devil as indeed it wears some of his colors it yet embraces many precious elements and many innocent persons whom it is a glory to defend courage and devotion so common in the ranks of the police so little recognized so meagerly rewarded have at length found their commemoration in an historical act history which will represent mr parnell sitting silent under the appeal of mr forster and gordon setting forth upon his tragic enterprise will not forget mr cole carrying the dynamite in his defenceless hands nor mr cox coming coolly to his aid robert louis stevenson fanny von de grift stevenson a note for the reader it is within the bounds of possibility that you may take up this volume and yet be unacquainted with its predecessor the first series of new arabian nights the loss is yours and mine or to be more exact my publishers but if you are thus unlucky the least i can do is to pass you a hint when you shall find a reference in the following pages to one theophilus godall of the bohemian cigar divan in rupert street soho you must be prepared to recognize under his features no less a person than prince florizel of bohemia formerly one of the magnates of europe now dethroned exiled impoverished and embarked in the tobacco trade robert louis stevenson 
prologue of the cigar divan in the city of encounters the baghdad of the west and to be more precise on the broad northern pavement of leicester square two young men of five or six-and-twenty met after years of separation the first who was of a very smooth dress and clothed in the best fashion hesitated to recognize the pinched and shabby air of his companion what he cried paul somerset i am indeed paul somerset returned the other or what remains of him after a well-deserved experience of poverty and law but in you challoner i can perceive no change and time may be said without hyperbole to write no wrinkle on your azure brow all replied challoner is not gold that glitters but we are here in an ill posture for confidences and interrupt the movement of these ladies let us if you please find a more private corner if you will allow me to guide you replied somerset i will offer you the best cigar in london and taking the arm of his companion he led him in silence and at a brisk pace to the door of a quiet establishment in rupert street soho the entrance was adorned with one of those gigantic highlanders of wood which have almost risen to the standing of antiquities and across the window-glass which sheltered the usual display of pipes tobacco and cigars there ran the gilded legend bohemian cigar divan by t godall the interior of the shop was small but commodious and ornate the salesman grave smiling and urbane and the two young men each puffing a select regalia had soon taken their places on a sofa of mouse-coloured plush and proceeded to exchange their stories i am now said somerset a barrister but providence and the attorneys have hitherto denied me the opportunity to shine a select society at the cheshire cheese engaged my evenings my afternoons as mr godall could testify have been generally passed in this divan and my mornings i have taken the precaution to abbreviate by not rising before twelve at this rate my little patrimony was very rapidly and i am proud to remember most agreeably expended since then a gentleman who has really nothing else to recommend him beyond the fact of being my maternal uncle deals me the small sum of ten shillings a week and if you behold me once more revisiting the glimpses of the street lamps in my favourite quarter you will readily divine that i have come into a fortune i should not have supposed so replied challoner but doubtless i met you on the way to your tailor's it is a visit that i propose to delay returned somerset with a smile my fortune has definite limits it consists or rather this morning it consisted of one hundred pounds that is certainly odd said challoner yes certainly the coincidence is strange i am myself reduced to the same margin you cried somerset and yet solomon in all his glory such is the fact i am dear boy on my last legs said challoner besides the clothes in which you see me i have scarcely a decent trouser in my wardrobe and if i knew how i would this instant set about some sort of work or commerce with a hundred pounds for capital a man should push his way it may be returned somerset but what to do with mine is more than i can fancy mr godall he added addressing the salesman you are a man who knows the world what can a young fellow of reasonable education do with a hundred pounds it depends replied the salesman withdrawing his cheroot 
the power of money is an article of faith in which i profess myself a sceptic a hundred pounds will with difficulty support you for a year with somewhat more difficulty you may spend it in a night and without any difficulty at all you may lose it in five minutes on the stock exchange if you are of that stamp of man that rises a penny would be as useful if you belong to those that fall a penny would be no more useless when i was myself thrown unexpectedly upon the world it was my fortune to possess an art i knew a good cigar do you know nothing mr somerset not even the law was the reply the answer is worthy of a sage returned mr godall and you sir he continued turning to challoner as the friend of mr somerset may i be allowed to address you the same question well replied challoner i play a fair hand at whist how many persons are there in london returned the salesman who have two and thirty teeth believe me young gentlemen there are more still who play a fair hand at whist whist sir is wide as the world tis an accomplishment like breathing i once knew a youth who announced that he was studying to be chancellor of england the design was certainly ambitious but i find it less successive than that of the man who aspires to make a livelihood by whist dear me said challoner i am afraid i shall have to fall to be a working man fall to be a working man echoed mr godall suppose a rural dean to be unfrocked does he fall to be a major suppose a captain were cashiered would he fall to be a puisin judge the ignorance of your middle class surprises me outside itself it thinks the world to lie quite ignorant and equal sunk in a common degradation but to the eye of the observer all ranks are seen to stand in ordered hierarchies and each adorned with its particular aptitudes and knowledge by the defects of your education you are more disqualified to be a working man than to be a ruler of an empire the gulf sir is below and the true learned arts those which alone are safe from the competition of insurgent laymen are those which give his title to the artisan this is a very pompous fellow said challoner in the ear of his companion he is immense said somerset just then the door of the divan was opened and a third young fellow made his appearance and rather bashfully requested some tobacco he was younger than the others and in a somewhat meaningless and altogether english way he was a handsome lad when he had been served and had lighted his pipe and taken his place upon the sofa he recalled himself to challoner by the name of desborough desborough to be sure cried challoner well desborough and what do you do the fact is said desborough that i am doing nothing a private fortune possibly inquired the other well no replied desborough rather sulkily the fact is that i am waiting for something to turn up all in the same boat cried somerset and have you two one hundred pounds worse luck said mr desborough this is a very pathetic sight mr godall said somerset three futiles a character of this crowded age returned the salesman sir said somerset i deny that the age is crowded i will admit one fact and one fact only that i am futile that he is futile and that we are all three as futile as the devil what am i i have smattered law smattered letters smattered geography smattered mathematics i have even a working knowledge of judicial astrology 
and here i stand all london roaring by at the street's end as impotent as any baby i have a prodigious contempt for my maternal uncle but without him it is idle to deny it i should simply resolve into my elements like an unstable mixture i begin to perceive that it is necessary to know some one thing to the bottom were it only literature and yet sir the man of the world is a great feature of this age he is possessed of an extraordinary mass and variety of knowledge he is everywhere at home he has seen life in all its phases and it is impossible but that this great habit of existence should bear fruit i count myself a man of the world accomplished cap -a -pied. so do you challoner and you mr desborough oh yes returned the young man well then mr goodall here we stand three men of the world without a trade to cover us but planted at the strategic centre of the universe for so you will allow me to call rupert street in the midst of the chief mass of people and within earshot of the most continuous chink of money on the surface of the globe sir as civilized men what do we do i will show you you take in a paper i take said mr goodall solemnly the best paper in the world the standard good resumed somerset i now hold it in my hand the voice of the world a telephone repeating all men's wants i open it and where my eye falls first well no not morrison's pills but here sure enough and but a little above i find the joint that i was seeking here is the weak spot in the armour of society here is a want a plaint an offer of substantial gratitude two hundred pounds reward the above reward will be paid to any person giving information as to the identity and whereabouts of a man observed yesterday in the neighbourhood of the green park he was over six feet in height with shoulders disproportionately broad close shaved with black moustaches and wearing a sealskin greatcoat there gentlemen our fortune if not made is founded do you then propose dear boy that we should turn detectives inquired challoner do i propose it no sir cried somerset it is reason destiny the plain face of the world that commands and imposes it here all our merits tell our manners habit of the world powers of conversation vast stores of unconnected knowledge all that we are and have builds up the character of the complete detective it is in short the only profession for a gentleman the proposition is perhaps excessive replied challoner for hitherto i own i have regarded it as of all dirty sneaking and ungentlemanly trades the least and lowest to defend society asked somerset to stake one's life for others to deracinate occult and powerful evil i appeal to mr goodall he at least as a philosophic looker-on at life will spit upon such philistine opinions he knows that the policeman as he is called upon continually to face greater odds and that both worse equipped and for a better cause is in form and essence a more noble hero than the soldier do you by any chance deceive yourself into supposing that a general would either ask or expect from the best army ever marshalled and on the most momentous battlefield the conduct of a common constable at peckham rye footnote hereupon the arabian author enters on one of his digressions fearing apparently that the somewhat eccentric views of mr somerset should throw discredit on a part of truth 
he calls upon the english people to remember with more gratitude the services of the police to what unobserved and solitary acts of heroism they are called against what odds of numbers and of arms and for how small a reward either in fame or money matter it has appeared to the translators too serious for this place End of footnote. i did not understand we were to join the force said challoner nor shall we these are the hands but here here sir is the head cried somerset enough it is decreed we shall hunt down this miscreant in the sealskin coat suppose that we agreed retorted challoner you have no plan no knowledge you know not where to seek for a beginning challoner cried somerset is it possible that you hold the doctrine of free will and are you devoid of any tincture of philosophy that you should harp on such exploded fallacies chance the blind madonna of the pagan rules this terrestrial bustle and in chance i place my sole reliance chance has brought us three together and when we next separate and go forth our several ways chance will continually drag before our careless eyes a thousand eloquent clues not to this mystery only but to the countless mysteries by which we live surrounded then comes the part of the man of the world of the detective born and bred this clue which the whole town beholds without comprehension swift as a cat he leaps upon it makes it his follows it with craft and passion and from one trifling circumstance divines a world just so said challoner and i am delighted that you should recognize these virtues in yourself but in the meanwhile dear boy i own myself incapable of joining i was neither born nor bred as a detective but as a placable and very thirsty gentleman and for my part i begin to weary for a drink as for clues and adventures the only adventure that is ever likely to occur to me will be an adventure with a bailiff well there is the fallacy cried somerset there i catch the secret of your futility in life the world teems and bubbles with adventure it besieges you along the street hands waving out of windows swindlers coming up and swearing they knew you when you were abroad affable and doubtful people of all sorts and conditions begging and truckling for your notice but not you you turn away you walk your seedy mill round you must go the dullest way now here i beg of you the next adventure that offers itself embrace it in with both your arms whatever it looks grimy or romantic grasp it i will do the like the devil is in it but at least we shall have fun and each in turn we shall narrate the story of our fortunes to my philosophic friend of the divan the great godal now hearing me with inward joy come is it a bargain will you indeed both promise to welcome every chance that offers to plunge boldly into every opening and keeping the eye wary and the head composed to study and piece together all that happens come promise let me open to you the doors of the great profession of intrigue it is not much in my way said challoner but since you make a point of it amen i don't mind promising said desborough but nothing will happen to me oh faithless ones cried somerset but at least i have your promises and godal i perceive is transported with delight i promise myself at least much pleasure from your various narratives said the salesman with the customary calm polish of his manner and now gentlemen concluded somerset let us separate i hasten to put myself in fortune's way 
hark now in this quiet corner london roars like the noise of battle four million destinies are here concentred and in the strong panoply of one hundred pounds payable to the bearer i am about to plunge into that web end of chapter one read by don w jenkins rancho san diego california shaggybark.blogspot.com